where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. Today we're talking about the episode And Kochi Makes Three, episode 15 of season 2. Released on the 19th of January, 1984. And there's a bit of a, a twist to this one, but we'll get into that later on. I'm John. And I'm James. The twist I was referring to is this is written by Heidi Perlman. The twist is it's not about Carla. It's only the second Heidi Perlman episode to not have Carla as the main character. What was the first one? No Contest. Yeah, and, and again, I, this has been a really strong set of episodes that we've just been reviewing over the past few weeks, where really character-driven ones. This week we're talking about Sam, Diane, and Kochi. Before we delve into the main episode, let's discuss the cold open, which is that Norm and Cliff are drinking at the bar as they do. That they're on the raz. They notice two women are kind of looking at them and Coach calls closing time. These women walk up to Norman Cliff after Norman Cliff are like, uh, what should we do? Oh, should we go to talk to them? No, let's play it cool. Play it cool trick, basically. <laughs> These two women come up to them and say, hey, do you know a late night spot for something to do? And they just make weird noises. They, they get a bit, um, a bit nervous. Yeah. It kind of reminded me, you said play a cool trick. <laughs> I think it's because you're thinking the same thing that I am, where it reminded me a bit of Only Fools and Horses. The bar fall. Yeah. It's actually quite strange that in Cheers, there aren't as many moments like that. Norman Cliff trying to pick yeah, people up. male bravado, <laughs> making them look like fools. But yeah, as you say, they just, they have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what we're referring to with play it cool trick and the bar fall. There's a British sitcom, Only Fools and Horses, and one of its most revered moments is where these two men, these two London men are in, are in a bar. They're trying to pick up women, and they're standing near where the bar is, and with a lot of bars, there's a service door so that people can go by in the bar, serve drinks, and then walk out. And one of them sees the moon in the distance, and he's like, oh, I trig his friend. He goes, oh, I trig, no, play it cool. And he starts to lean. But as he's leaning back, someone comes through the service door and he falls through the hole in the bar <laughs> onto the floor. Drink up, drink, drink up, we're leaving. <laughs> Aren't you going to try for them birds? No, no, you're cramping my style, mate. You're cramping my style. And that's kind of a, a very similar kind of setup that we start with in this cold opening. And what I did like is, as we go into the main episode, Cliff and Norm are still speechless, just with that kind of droning, weird sound Cliff was making. I think this is one of the first cold openings which has led directly into mm-hmm. the episode as well. Yeah. So it's cool to see that. As we do go into the main episode, we find out a bit more about how Kochi does make three. Mm-hmm. We're in uh, the only other set, Diane's apartment. Yeah. And Sam and Diane have just had a really nice meal. Diane is washing up. Sam goes to just watch TV. He's checking on scores, isn't he? Sports scores that's about as much as i know about sports they have scores he's going to check on them and diane goes i'm going to slip into something more comfortable i think this links back to uh, an episode a couple of weeks ago where sam was saying to coach that she needs to be more spontaneous and started looking up for uh, an in for the weekend Mm. and stuff like that it feels like it's a bit uh, linked into that and diane says she's scared that her and sam are sort of going to quite a sort of not a slump routine so it kind of fits into that but guess who shows up it's your friendly neighborhood coach Coach is in a bit of a panic when he comes in. <laughs> Sam, Sam, we need to watch this film now because we never miss films with with this actor. I think I know what your trivia is, James. <laughs> uh, it's a Mitchum movie. 
starring Robert Mitchum. And Coach and Sam have watched every Mitchum film when it's been on TV over the past 12 years. And Coach was in a panic that they were going to miss it. So Coach comes in, Sam puts it on the TV, they start watching it. Sam goes into the kitchen for some reason and Coach, for being more cinematic, turns off the lights. You know it's a farcical setup. Well, I wonder what will happen now. Take me, you barbarian. Hi, Diane. <laughs> Diane, you're gonna miss Thunder Road. Diane's a bit shocked by all this. Sam goes to comfort her, starts telling Coach to leave, and, and closes the door on Coach. And then Diane starts to feel a bit bad because she realises Coach doesn't really have anyone else. Aww. And they open the door, so to run after him and try and find him, and he's still there. <laughs> His coat was caught, but he didn't want to disturb them. Oh, he's a dog. <laughs> Sets up the episode. Yeah, so they watch the film together as a trio. Nice little family unit, Three's Company. I think it's three's a crowd. And they watch the film, and uh, Sam and Diane think nothing of it. You know, they've done a nice nice thing and spent time with Coach today. Flash forward a month later. (laughs) (laughs) I've been watching Spongebob. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so one month later, and they haven't really been able to have an evening without Coach. And I think the the thing is, it plays into these themes of um, elderly people feeling alone. And yeah. not having people to talk to. It really did delve into that quite a bit and it shows how Coach is quite vulnerable. And when he leaves the bar, he doesn't have anyone to go to. A couple of episodes ago as well, we saw Coach listening to the radio and reminiscing about his wife. We haven't really seen his daughter since season one. True. She's gone. So it shows that Coach doesn't have much of a unit outside of the bar. And Sam used to be almost like a son figure to him, mm. where they'd watch films all the time. And I think Diane potentially feels a bit guilty for taking Sam away from Coach. Yeah, I think that's definitely an aspect of it. And there is an interesting connection where the title of this episode is a reference to a line from the song My Blue Heaven by Walter Donaldson and George A. Whiting. Just Molly and me and Baby Makes Three. Ted Danson was also in a film called Three Men and a Baby. Both of these films loosely are related to how there's a set passion or system and then someone else comes in, acts as a gooseberry of sorts and stirs things up. In this, it's Coach being like, hey guys, let's watch Robert Mitchum movies. In Three Men and a Baby, it's, whose baby is this? Tom Selleck, is this your baby? No. Ted Danson, is this your baby? No. What about the other guy? Such a good uh, description (laughs) of the film there. This um, idea that Diane is potentially feeling a bit guilty about it makes her begin to think about maybe setting Coach up with someone uh, and finding him a date that they could potentially double date on. Eventually, they find out Coach is interested in this woman at the bank called Catherine. After many, many other names are dropped. Yeah, I think Coach was uh, trying to do his own version of Mambo Number no. 5. <laughs> Yeah, there's Edwina, Stella, Dorothy, Julia, Sandra, Anita. Then we ended up with Catherine. Coach knows many women. Doesn't know which one he likes. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure one of them was a man. But yes, they go on the date and uh, they have a nice time. But before uh, we talk too much about the aftermath of the date, maybe we could talk about uh, Catherine and who plays her. Eve Roberts as Catherine. She also appeared in episodes of Family Ties, Remington Steel. Newhart and St. Elsewhere because everything's connected. Everything is connected. Uh, St. Elsewhere again. It's all in the globe. But she has a good role in this, I think. Yeah. And it'd be nice to see if her relationship with Coach carries on in the episode. After the double date that they have, Coach uh, has a really nice time with her and shows her to the bus stop. 
and then returns to uh, Diane's apartment to see Sam and Diane again. Come on, coach. That's not what they meant by take her home. I've been to a restaurant called The Bus Stop. How was that? So I had, it has good nachos. That's all. Eventually, they do tell him to leave. Get out of my apartment, coach. Go back to the other set. And he has a lovely time with Catherine. He actually does walk her home, I think. He catches up with her at the bus stop. They have some nachos. They didn't have nachos. <laughs> that took me a second there. But no, he has a really good time, and then he, he begins to develop a, a relationship off the yeah. back of it. And he comes back to the bar the next day, and he wants to find out whose idea it was to kind of kick him out of the, the got, trio. He's got fire in his eyes. There was actually quite a good quote. He said, Catherine was a bit of a fourth wheel. So he, he wanted to find out who decided to kick him out of the tricycle. Uh, was it Sam or Diane? And both of them are saying, wasn't either of us, yeah. whilst, I was going to say, slyly pointing at the other one. It wasn't very sly, yes. but they were both doing it, and Coach's face was so confused. <laughs> and then ultimately, Coach says, Whoever it was, I want to thank him from the bottom of my heart. Because what happened was, I caught up with Catherine at the bus stop, and I took her home, and we got to know each other, and she's the most wonderful woman in the world. I haven't been this happy in years. It's a really nice episode about old age and people finding Mm. each other. The final line of this episode is Coach, after this confusion with Sam and Diane, and he goes over to Norm and says, Say, Normie, aren't they a wonderful couple? While he's doing the crazy (laughs) symbol, you know, spinning the ear around the finger. This is a good one. Coach got the the last laugh. He also was very witty. Uh, While he was on his date with Catherine, he said something which I thought was... Fantastic. We're like tellers. You take tellers. They never tell you anything. They always ask questions and interest. It's, there's nothing interesting about it at all. It's boring. <laughs> oh, and then the trust department. They got all the pens chained down to the tables. <laughs> what kind of trust is that? Oh, there he goes again. You're just too much. He's a smart man. Thing is, though, it's coach. <laughs> so you know that it's coming from a point of like genuine questions. <laughs> His humor landed very well on his yeah. date. He got a lot of jokes like that as well, and she thought he was just incredibly witty. Now, we've talked about Catherine, who's guest one in this episode, and we do this every episode where we talk, also talk about the barflies, because mm. Cheers is a lot about community and about the people within that community. So whenever there's someone credited, we talk about them, talk about what else they've been in. Milda Daisies was woman number one. She played a recurring Kurt reporter in The Bold and the Beautiful, and appeared in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is interesting, because Ted Danson plays a version of himself in Curb Your Enthusiasm. You are right, James. It's all connected. It is. The conspiracy continues. Uh, Robin Peterson played woman number two. She also appeared in episodes of Three's Company, Remington Steel, Miami Vice, and The Sopranos. You're watching The Sopranos? Watching the final season. Did did you recognise her? I think she's in an earlier season. (laughs) Once again, that's the doorbell, which means our trivia mail has arrived just on time. Who'd you like to go first? Do you want to ask a question, James? Yeah, I've got a question. Um... As you pointed out, Diane cooked a nice meal for Sam at the start of the episode. What did she cook? I've got the same question for you, James. I've even got it written down in front of me. I wouldn't be able to tell you. It's in French. Oignon de vor or chantre? Uh, the green stuff or the and brown stuff. The green stuff, I assume, is some kind of salad. Oignon de vor chantre is veal kidney with chanteuves, which is a type of wild mushroom. Yes. And some green stuff. Undescribed green stuff. Uh, another food-related question in this episode. Diane highlighted after the double date how it was really beneficial to have an Italian there to um, help everyone order their meals. What did uh, Coach order for everyone? Pizza for four. Spaghetti for four. He said they don't have something better on the menu. Spaghetti for six. Spaghetti for six. But you need more people. Yeah. 
which I thought, you know, another good coach line. What movie does Coach come over to watch at the start of the episode? Thunder Road. Yeah. I did look up Thunder Road, uh, starring Robert Mitchum. The brief description is, a veteran comes home from the Korean War to the mountains where he takes over the family moonshine business. That's not bad. Well, I, I just thought, in terms of this episode, it's about a veteran returning to spend time and he kind of finds himself in a new sort of third wheel situation from when he was originally having movie nights with Sam. Wasn't sure if there's any connection there. Haven't watched the whole film. Could be drawing very, uh, very bad parallels, but, you know, I saw some. I like the song Thunder Road by your boy Bruce Springsteen, the boss. What is the name of the cute redhead bank teller with the nice smile who is always winking at Coach? I feel like it's Ken. It's not Ken. What was her name? Frank. I was close. Last call at the bar, James. How did you feel about Coachy Makes 3? I thought it was quite a nice episode. As you said, it was a lot about how age affects relationships, particularly in this episode with Coach. He was reminding me of older relatives of mine, you know, grandparents and whatnot, where is very caring, clearly wanted to spend time with people, but there was a sadness at times as well. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think it was quite a warm episode in that sense. And I think a couple of weeks ago, we kind of joked about Beretta, a can of SpaghettiOs. That's kind of what was Coach's life, you know, yeah. when it's not at the bar. It was nice seeing him be able to spend time with Sam and Diane, but it's nice to see that they've been able to help him connect with more people. I'm excited to see if Coach and Catherine go on some more dates. In honour of today's episode, we'll order... Hey, let's, let's go for it. Spaghetti for six. Spaghetti for six. Stick on Thunder Road. Thank you for listening to Where Nobody Knows Your Name.